Online streaming platforms and news portals will now be under the jurisdiction of the Union Information and Broadcasting Ministry. Essentially, what this means is that streaming platforms like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hotstar, Z5, Sony Live, and others will now be under the administration and governance of the Union INB Ministry. But before we look ahead to what could happen and whether content will now be regulated by the government, let's look at how the streaming ecosystem has evolved in India. and what led to the previously unregulated space of ott platforms to come under the ministry you're tuned into the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and i'm your host sushovan at a time when television print radio and cinema are regulated in some form by the government the internet emerged as a vast free unregulated space and sure enough streaming platforms also eventually came about i spoke with mozilla's public policy advisor udbhav tiwari to help chart the journey of ott platforms in india and how it got to this point tiwari says in order to understand how ott platforms have been regulated in india it's important to understand how they entered the market in india and much before ott there were ugc platforms or user generated content platforms like facebook twitter youtube wordpress and the likes i mean i think that like in order to understand how ott platforms have been regulated in india it's almost sort of equally important to understand how they entered india in the first place as a market right because i think that much before ott platforms there were ugc platforms which were which are user generated content platforms so something like a facebook or something like a youtube where anyone can upload a video uh, and without sort of any real curation unless you violate the community guidelines of a particular platform is is an example of a ugc platform so i think that traditionally uh, india has an it ministry and the it ministry uh, since 2008 has something called the intermediary liability regime which states when will platforms be held liable for content or that is put up on them by users and to what extent will that liability extend so to give you an example if there is say a video that violates a hate speech law or a court has said that this video needs to be taken down because it defames somebody and a platform then refuses to take that video down then there is a possibility that they could be held liable for sort of like promoting that content but until that point in time india has something called intermediary liability regime which provides something called safe harbor that protects people from uh, being held liable for content that is being hosted on their platform so if i upload it i may still be held liable but youtube won't be held liable until some legitimate authority tells them that they should um, take it down and then they refuse to take it down and the reason all of this is important is ott platforms or sort of really became popular in india i think after ugc platforms were already present and there was already a regulatory regime around how these platforms would work and when they came into the sort of regime uh, like in india for the first time the difference between platforms like netflix and platforms like amazon prime and platforms like youtube um and uh, say facebook are the fact that the, is that is that the content in these platforms which is the ott platforms is curated 
there's actually somebody who decides that these are the offerings that we will give in a country these are the sort of say movies or tv shows to which we have rights and then makes them available to everyone and that's a very different approach uh, to sort of content regulation and which is why in general con- like platforms do take a reasonable amount of responsibility in in uh, for the content that they put up uh, when they are curated unlike films releasing in theaters online films do not require a censor board certificate unlike print or television news online news do not require a license unlike private radio stations this podcast can discuss news and current affairs in the last few years as the ott platform space has gone from niche to mainstream and as viewership blew up and dozens of players entered to give concrete shape to a nascent ecosystem udbhav tiwari says this led to a scenario where people actively started asking why this space also shouldn't be regulated like the other mediums so i think for the first 5 maybe 4 years that this happened in india I, i there wasn't really enough of a critical mass for people to sort of start wondering about how should this aspect of all of these things be regulated because in the traditional sector which is sector such as television broadcasting and radio broadcasting there are like rules set up by the government there are self regulatory agencies uh, that have some of which have been established under law some that operate like in almost in parallel with the law that that do a lot of these things right and uh, but nothing like that really exists for the ott space and there wasn't really a need for that i think once a the ott market blew up which is that there were different things like many many diverse indian players entering the market players like alt balaji like uh, z5 like sony live and which are all unique to the indian market then it became a scenario where not only the amount of content but just the sheer number of players in the space and the number of people consuming content like this rapidly started increasing and that led many people to ask the same questions that if tv is curated in a particular way then why isn't ott content also curated um uh, uh, in a way that is actually subject to some laws and regulations of a particular country and that i think also led to the question of earlier there was this argument that many people used to make that curated content platforms are private consumption right that like it's similar to you typing something onto a website and visiting it it's it's not really family viewing and it doesn't it's not viewed on a tv in a public in a sort of almost semi public space in in a house and that has also now started changing with with streaming sticks and with even uh traditional providers providing set top boxes that let people use ott platforms on their televisions so i think all of these things have sort of come together in like or like that this melting pot of like critical mass of users vast number of players of diverse range um have all sort of like come together to lead to this scenario sort of the last 3 to 4 years where there have been cases where there have been pils filed some like on for for like political speech some for hate speech and some for disrespect to particular communities and there and there have been in general ongoing conversations with the ministry that these players have been having for uh, for what would be an acceptable sort of self regulatory code and sure enough courts across india started receiving pils by the dozen by people who were miffed with one show or the other from secret games to game of thrones to family man to patal lok on issues of vulgarity nudity political and religious sentiments being hurt and other such issues one case in particular stands out in february 2019 an ngo called justice for rights requested the delhi high court 
for guidelines on regulating certain kinds of content on the online platform. The Ministry of Electronics had, at that point, made a progressive submission that there was no need for regulation under the Cinematograph Act. The Ministry of Electronics and IT at that point had made a progressive submission that there was no need for regulation under the existing Cinematograph Act used for cinema. And if any complaints arose, then the Information Technology Act and the Indian Penal Code were both sufficient to deal with those complaints. But at the same time, there was ambiguity about whether the Union Electronics and IT Ministry or the Union Information and Broadcasting Ministry hold jurisdiction over online content providers. Tiwari explains that with that ambiguity now cleared out, the INB Ministry may have a different outlook to OTT platforms compared to the Electronics and IT Ministry. I think that like the reason that ambiguity existed in the first place is because of, I think, the almost, I wouldn't say unique, but, but the curated nature of that content, right? Because in general, most of the things that like one would, what that falls within the purview of the IT ministry when it comes to content, more often than not is user generated content. It's content that users put up and then a platform merely serves as a conduit for making it available to the world at large. And most platforms don't really sort of pick and choose between content unless it violates, you know, community guidelines or already violates applicable law. And we should, we can juxtapose and compare that to, I think, the, um, uh, the curated content, which, which is what OTT platforms have, which more often than not is like reviewed, like in its entirety, right? Because there are production teams, there are like people essentially who say, if we have produced this or if we want to put this up on our OTT platform, is it good enough? Like, should we put it up? And that aspect of review, I think, makes uh, it traditionally fall more closer, I would say, to the domain of how television and movies and other things used to traditionally operate. And it's definitely something that is ambiguous. Like, I think that it, uh, uh, in a hypothetical, it could have been very possible that that notification could have said the IT ministry and not the INB ministry. And there would have still been multiple reasons why even that would be okay. And uh, there are also multiple reasons why it's okay that it's the information and broadcasting ministry. So I think in the in the limited sense of providing clarity for what the line ministry is going to be, for what is clearly like a reasonably important issue, I think it's a good thing that this clarification has been issued. Um, and I think that to the high court case that you mentioned and the things that happened there, uh, it's a scenario where I think different ministries have different outlooks towards this. The IT ministry, I think, like clearly thinks that with the framework of the IT Act already present, there is more than enough content. Uh, like that uh, in law to be able to regulate like when things go wrong but I think the INB ministry may think otherwise and may want to either come up with a dedicated law or may in fact just pursue you know a more cohesive self-regulatory approach where they whether say self-regulatory body is not based outside of the government but maybe uh, has some government members as a part of it as well and so on and so forth so all of that is conjecture I don't necessarily want to get into that but I think that that ambiguity in a, in a sense has been resolved in that resolution is a good thing because it will let the conversation move forward as to what that self-regulatory code should actually be. The OTT industry, however, has strongly batted for self-regulation, but it hasn't been an easy journey. There have been three separate versions of a self-regulation code between January 2019 and September 2020. With the latest version of this code being rejected by the INB ministry in September, it remains to be seen how the regulations play out under this new scenario. If you like listening to this podcast, 
please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We're live on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Jio Seven, and the other popular podcasting platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out our podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn dot com. 